The Constitution is pretty clear. You will have a Speaker of the House, and that the member shall choose their Speaker. But isn't this just par for the course for members of the legislative, legislative branch in Mordor and the Potomac River? These guys don't want to be held accountable for anything. The only thing they've ever done in the last 12, 15 years that they're held, that, 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 that we're now being held accountable for, well, I shouldn't say the only thing, um, Obamacare, they, they were kind of held accountable for, um, and now the ouster of former Speaker McCarthy. But I have to tell you, Patrick McHenry, I was one of the first people to interview McHenry when he entered Congress or when he first won his seat in 2010. And uh, then, you know, Andrew Wilkow started uh, interviewing him, and him and Wilkow became best buddy, BFFs. I stopped interviewing him because I could smell the neocon. I could just tell. McHenry would be an, if you thought McCarthy was bad, McHenry would be an unmitigated disaster for anything that you people and that I call conservatism as Speaker of the House, I'd rather have Nancy Pelosi than Patrick McHenry. Because at least I would know that when the communism was running deep, Pelosi would own up to it. Uh, wax on, wax on. 10,000, 12,000, 14,000 Ukrainians dead. All roads lead to Putin. Speaking of all roads leading to Putin here on a thank heavens, it's Friday. And can we bring it back today? <clears throat> Last night, the regime leader actually said he actually connected the dots for us. Thank you, Joey. He connected the dot that why Hamas is cut from the same cloth that Putin is cut from. They are both out for the complete and total obliteration of nearby democracies. He blathered, blundered, and stumbled. That Putin and Hamas, Putin wants the utter and total destruction of Ukraine. And Hamas wants the total and utter obliteration of Israel and all living Jews. Now, Hamas is a, what they call a terrorist organization, but as I have been pointing out, uh, if you were to bring a practicing Catholic and a practicing Jew in front of Hamas, and they were to go all Orthodox Muslim on you, on either one of them or on both of them, what would they demand? They would demand that you convert, you become Islam. That's what they would demand. If you don't convert, Hamas, the terrorist, the Muslim, is going to treat the Semite, the same as the Gentile. He's going to kill both of them. Or let you out of it by letting, making you pay this thing called the Dehemitude, the tax. But Putin is not Hamas. <laughs> and he doesn't want to destroy Ukraine. But I want to point something out. The regime leader used the exact same language to describe the actual terrorist, organiza uh, terrorist organization that is Hamas as he uses to describe me and you, you MAGA wackos out there. He pretty much said the exact same thing 
We are enemies of democracy. We are out to destroy democracy. We commit assaults upon our precious and sacred democracy. The whole speech was aimed at MAGA Americans. He pretended as though it was aimed at these Palestinians gathered together under this group name of Hamas, but he was really talking about Trumpsters. And the leader of Hamas and Putin, Trump is Putin. That's who Trump, that, so Trump. So Trump made the speech last night, not by name, but by inference. And that's what the regime leader thinks the American Shersons out there need to hear. You know what they need to hear, regime leader? That you are no longer the regime leader. And that your old, crooked, cynical, fake Catholic, fake humanitarian, fake pro-business or enterprise view of all things American has reached its expiration date like Jimmy Carter's has. That's what they need to hear. And I don't really care about the politics of it. I don't care which party is actually running the show. As long as we don't have a maniacal... You know, when you apostatize against the faith, bad things happen to your intellect. Your soul gets blackened and you can't recover from it. You're just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Errors are going to start sounding like wrongs are going to become rights. Good is going to become evil. And evil is going to become good to you. There is no recovery from this. Joseph Robinette Biden may be the the, uh, greatest, if, if indeed you could say great, or most spectacular example of a corrupted, blackened soul of our adult lifetimes. There is no recovery from Bidenomics or anything that this man touches. And we're all going to be better off when he is no longer, when he no longer has control of anything other than his stupid Corvette and his crackhead son and his fake doctor wife and his vicious rabid dog. That's what I think about that. But this speech last night, this was a campaign speech. He, again, he wasn't talking about a terrorist group. He was talking about Americans. He just didn't call them Americans. I'll play you the clip. You can hear it for yourself. That's what Biden was doing. And it's just, you know, we were prepping the show today, and I'm just thinking to myself, I'm so, and as I'm sure you are, I am so over this. I am over being called an anti-Semite. I am over being told. Again, the only legal form of religious bigotry that you can practice in the world is anti-Catholicism. You want to bash Catholics? Have at it. You want to take their churches away? Have at it. You want to burn them down? Have at it. Yay, do another one. Here we are constantly being told the Jews are constantly under assault. They run everything. And I'm not trying to to to, to go all Alex Jonesy uh, uh, and 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 stuff. Speaking of, I inadvertently 
<laughs> there it is. I don't like them putting chemicals <laughs> in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand that? It is a fact. If you were to do a census of who runs Fortune 500 companies, Hollywood Studios, etc., you would find that a significant number, if not a majority, are run by Jewish people, people of Jewish descent. I'm not knocking it. I'm not taking a stand against it. I'm simply pointing out that it is the truth. It is a fact. How come we're not allowed to say that? How did the ban on this creep in? Because you know it could be said, you know, the the head of that company is a Catholic. You know that he's a MAGA Catholic. So you're allowed to be prejudiced against any other religion in the world. You can bash the crap out of Muslims. You can bash the crap out of Buddhists. You can bash the snot out of Coptic Christians. You can bash the snot out of Orthodox, Eastern Orthodoxes. Did you know that Zelensky, yesterday, two days ago, the, the, the parliament in Ukraine, the bastion of democracy, made it illegal to publicly practice Ukrainian, uh, uh, for, forgive me if I don't have the exact term here in front of me because I don't have the sto- story, but I did read it. Uh, Ukrainian orthodoxy. It's illegal now. But this is the, we're told this is, that Zelensky is the arbiter. He is the very definition of sacred democracy. And Putin wants to kill it. Meanwhile, Russian Orthodox and Eastern Orthodox churches and even Catholic churches are being built or rebuilt all over Russia. Are they becoming holy people again? I don't know. Why don't you go to Russia and ask them? But I can tell you this, the Russian parliament's not making Catholicism or Russian Orthodoxy illegal. The Ukrainians are. You know, last night in his talk, the, Biden, the, regime, the regime leader actually denied. He actually said that people are crazy. And are out there insisting that Stalin and Lenin created the boundaries or created the uh, the, the current uh, form that Ukraine is in. And he's like, you listen to me and corn pop thousands of years ago, Ukraine. I feel compelled to tell people or to inform listeners that's just not true. Stalin did redraw the boundaries of, of Ukraine. Could you look it up? You can go to my if you go to thekingdude.substack.com and you search for Ukraine, you'll find a piece that I wrote about a year and a half ago or so uh, when all this first began, where I showed the map. I showed the map from the 13th century. Showed the map from the 18th century. Showed the map from 1910. Showed the map from like 1935, which did not include the Donbass. It just didn't. Then show the map the map from like 1948, uh, and there it is. Stalin has annexed and assigned the Donbass region. That is Zaporizhia, uh, Mariupol, uh, Luhansk, uh, Donetsk, Crimea, and uh, the other uh, the other region there. He has attached them and, and now calls that Ukraine. It's a true story. The regime leader freaking denied it last But I don't want to talk about this guy anymore. I'm finished talking about this. I'm finished with him. I'll play the soundbite later. We're going to have Commander Sharp's going to be back for a little uh, economics as if families mattered. Uh, we're going to have a great Free Farm Friday. Uh, I got Brian Kay, who, who, by the way, how many of you people 
are working on your Brian K. Calls Me for Advice t-shirts for Free Farm Friday. <laughs> we got to figure a way to work Brian K. and Tommy and Arugaroo into a commercial. I'm going to pivot here for a moment. I want to talk about this. The real trad wives of 2023, why more young moms are becoming traditional housewives, and you won't believe the source, Katie Couric. Now, I was telling Mrs. O'Connell, yes, Katie Couric is one of the usual suspects. Yes, she is one of those libtards. Uh, she is everything that you think modern, whack-job, left-wing feminist is. But I reminded Mrs. O'Connell, I'm like, but she did dare to challenge Hillary once upon a time. I talked one-on-one -on -one today with Hillary Clinton, and I asked her about the new, more aggressive tone of her campaign. Well, it's time. I have absorbed a lot of attacks um, for several months now. My opponents have basically had a free reign. I've tried to, you know, bring Democrats together. Because you're an talk evil about witch. Where we are different from Republicans. Broomstick the Republicans bimbo. have attacked me as well, which I think is also a badge of honor. But after you've been attacked as often as I have from um, several of my opponents, uh, you can't just absorb it. By the way, she's talking about Obama. And, she just doesn't, you know, obviously, remember, he's a black guy. She doesn't want to say Obama. Where, for example, my health care plan would be compared with my opponent's plan. Um, all of us except Senator Obama have universal health care. We cover everybody. Um, Senator Obama doesn't. That's a big difference. And I want people to know that difference before they vote. But a lot of the attacks have been, uh, you know, quite, uh, you know, Persistent, shall we say? I mean, how many day goes by when I'm not uh, attacked? And because I just you're a witch, that, uh, it's about time now. If I were there, Hillary, to, I'd throw uh, you in the water the to see if you which float. I think are pretty uh, important to voters, and that's what I'm Here it comes. Do. It was announced today that Oprah Winfrey will be campaigning with Senator Obama in three key states: Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. How do you feel about that? I think it's great. I think we should have people campaign for no, us and support us. No, you don't us. think it's great. No, she doesn't think it's great. Very distinguished Americans, as well as, you know, people who just get up every day and work hard for a living. But are you concerned how, that this will listen. give him a big boost? No, no. I, I think we all are lucky to have people Oprah who support Shlopra. us. But at the end of the day, it's among us as candidates. People will make their judgments. You know, I'm proud to have my husband support me. It's wonderful to have someone with did. his knowledge and experience and you know, incredible ability to vouch for me, uh, campaigning for me. But at the end of the day, it's about who we are as individuals, what we bring to the race, what kind of president we'll be. And I believe I have the qualifications and experience uh, to be the best president of the Democrats who are running. If it's not you, how disappointed will you be? Well, it will be me, but of course... I all right, that's, that's really all I wanted to play, that Katie said, well, if it's not you, what will you do? Well, Katie, shut up, you little imp. It will be me. That Katie Kirk. Trad wives are celebrating a return to traditional gender roles and want you to celebrate, too, is the byline or the uh, subheadline. If you're, if you're a mom on Instagram or really any person on Instagram, it's almost guaranteed you scroll past a few extremely content-looking women. By the way, in French, content, content means happy. 
It's one of the words I had to my vocabulary yesterday. Maggie est contente. <laughs> Content-looking women who resemble something out of a ple out of Pleasantville, but in color. And in the 21st century, they're toting a few kids, maybe baking, tablescaping, sewing, or simply flaunting their happy marriages. I mean, I, 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 Maggie and I are reading this this morning and are going like, My, is, is this 2023? Is this really happening? Those women who you might have stumbled across via social media could be trad wives. A new term that's a portmanteau of the words, you guessed it, traditional and wives. And they don't just live online. These are, <laughs> imagine that. These are real women who seem to have traveled through time, having revisited the 1950s and brought some elements of that era into the present day, including an insistence on not just old-fashioned homemaking skills, but on submission to their husbands. Imagine that! This is a fad. This, is it a trad fad? You're just a trad fatter. Never working outside the home and avoidance of feminism, and in some cases, extreme conservative political views. They're a subculture of housewives, and they're really proud to be homemakers. <laughs> 